You are the dreamer. Weave your own reality. Blessings fellow weavers and welcome to the sacred online space. My name is Charnel and I am here to take you on a cosmic journey, reconnecting you with the magic deep within and all around. May your world be filled with love and light. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. This episode is a little bit different from my first two as I actually have a special guest on with me today. Um, I'm going to be chatting with one of my good friends, Runic John, who is a heathen shaman. And we'll be talking a bit about his shamanic path, art and magic, and also we'll delve into the world of psytrance and psychedelic festivals. Um, because to both of us actually, psychedelic festivals are a really important aspect of our spiritual journey. So yeah, I really, really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to keep up to date with the work that I'm doing and my artwork, please follow me on Facebook or Instagram at The Wild Weaver and I will be posting my artwork and updating things on there regularly. So yes, please give me a follow if you'd like more information on what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, for now, here is me and Runic John exploring the magical realms of shamanic practices and art, ritual and magic. Enjoy! Hello! Hello, good morning! Or oh, afternoon even! <laughs> uh, it's so good to have you on here. Um, so yeah, I'd like to just have a chat with you so people can get an insight into your magical little world really. Fantastic. Um, Thanks for having so, me on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for being here. <laughs> um, so yeah, when did you first become aware of interest in heathenry and how did you discover your shamanic path? Um, so when I was a child, I was always interested in ancestral things, if that, if that, means, if that actually means anything. So I used to spend my time like in the hills, on the moors, um, pretending to be Vikings or ancient Britons and all sorts of things like that. So I think like my kind of connection with heathenry goes back into childhood. Um, I remember being on the moors collecting all these plants and putting them in bottles and playing wizards like you do when you're kids and things like that. And I think we kind of, <laughs> I think I kind of, it, it had been with me for a long time. Um, but it kind of came out properly when I was about 12. And I started having dreams and experiences where I saw my ancestors and my ancestors actually spoke to me. And um, they said various different things, but one of them, and it's kind of like a big, a big set of words to say to someone, I think that now anyway, um, is um, in you is the knowledge of your forebearers. Uh, you came to make it live twice. And it sounds like a big thing that at the time I had no idea what that meant, but kind of it set my 
my oral log, my, my kind of foundation for my life. And uh, that's what I've been doing ever since, really. Nice. So what kind of work is it that you do in the world now? What kind of work do I do in the world now? Um, well, at the moment, I do kind of uh, lots of writing because I'm kind of stuck indoors, really, with all this lockdown thing going on. Um, but in the world, um, I, I practice Seder, I practice Galder, and I teach and write about it. And um, when healing, when people need healing, um, these days I only deal with people who have very extreme problems. And when they need healing, um, I use that to help them. So Seder uh, is um, what you might call today the heathen uh, shamanic path. I mean, shamanism is a big word. Um, a lot of people use that word today. And um, it's used for a lot of things that kind of, it's kind of an umbrella term, if you will. Um, there's like, it sounds like there's one thing called shamanism, but there isn't. There's loads across the world and they all have their own names. And we all have our own kind of, terminology like I'm a, a seder man or a seder mother and we have our own ways of doing things so it, but it but it works with altered states of consciousness of the states of consciousness again that's a really modern term I like to think a shift perspective a shift perspective from the outer to the inner from the outer yeah. physical world to the inner spiritual world if you will and uh Galder Galder got to pronounce it right <laughs> Galder <laughs> or not as the case may be as I spent much of my time not pronouncing it right. Um, uh, Galder uh, is um, basically today it's kind of what we call rune magic and using runes and rune mysticism as well. It's kind of magic, mysticism. They all blend together to make the kind of vibrant and beautiful magic of the North we call heathenry. Nice. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so what do you feel like how would you describe magic what does it mean to you and why do you feel it's so important to have that connection why would i describe magic um well kind of this i'd say this there's two kinds of, of of ways of viewing magic there's one where you're doing practical magic where you're consciously um making changes in the world, making changes to yourself according to your will and intent. Um, um, though I think for me, my life is magical. Uh, the, mm. the framework that I see the world through is a magical framework. So I see kind of magic as encompassing like, it's kind of, if you live in a magical framework, you see life, you see stories, you see meaning, you see you see magic, you said you see magic yeah. in everything. <laughs> you do. It's true. It's true. You see it's magic true. in everything. <laughs> kind of a, because I'm a heathen. Um, not because I'm a heathen. As I'm a heathen, I've kind of chose to reprogram myself to see my ancestors, to see my world as near as I can through the eyes of my ancestors. Not through their eyes, but through my eyes and how I see it with a heathen framework um, today. So like when I go walking on the hills, I just don't see dead hills. I see living things. I see spirits. I see something, an outer manifestation of an inner truth all around me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that that's, yeah, really interesting that you see, like, nature as a living, creative being, um, which actually leads me on to the next thing that I wanted to ask you, which is – 
How do you feel that art and creativity relate to spirituality? Um, they're innately entwined. In fact, if you think of magic, it magic is making changes and transformations. Um, or one part of magic is making changes and transformations. And making art is about making changes and transformations. I mean, in, in our mythology, kind of um, Odin took the body of Ymir, the giant, and uh, kind of rearranged it to create the nine worlds, which we live in now. Um, when, the, when the first two humans were made, uh, Ash and Elm, they were made from Ash and Elm tree, and they were like sculpted by the gods. So the gods were the first artists. The gods, we live in an art world. We live in a piece of art. We are a piece of art. The gods were the mm. first artists. And I think like as Odin, the god of consciousness, magic, runes, and many other amazing things, um, he is kind of the ultimate artist because we're creating reality. As an yeah. artist, you're creating reality. As an artist, like a, an artist who is a painter or a sculptor, you are taking things from outside and giving them form. You're giving them shape and form, just as Odin took kind of force and consciousness and gave it form in this world. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I love art. I love yeah. magic and art. <laughs> Life is art and magic. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't say um, it better myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I totally relate to what you've just said there. Because um, for me... Yeah, I have similar views. Art and creativity are like a really strong part of spiritual practice because, yeah, yeah it's like you're tapping into a higher consciousness or like channeling that information to like bring it forth into this reality to like impact the world that you're in right now. Um, yeah, it's just amazing, amazing process, isn't it? Um, I love, I love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a wish now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, make a wish. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm, I mean, at, at the moment, I'm just, I'm, my art, I see my own art as like, um, kind of expresses my mind reality or whatever's going on at that moment. And I'm making some magical paintings at the moment, which are more like sigils. The actual painting is a piece of magic, you know, and you can see, I mean, I often see my artwork as a piece of magic because I like to interconnect things that seemingly don't seem to be connected. And kind of yeah. in, in, in life, we, we go along, we think like, oh, everything fits in place. It doesn't. There's all sorts of stuff going on at the same time. But in our minds, we have the ability to combine them yeah. and place them in a place that are under, it's understandable. So I do that with my art. I kind of create images that bring out stories in people. If they spend enough time looking at them, it will like mm -hmm. kind of pull a story pull a reaction pull a connection if you know what I mean yeah nice you just said that your art is like a sigil can you please explain that just in case someone doesn't know what that means it wasn't a seagull no, not a seagull. <laughs> bird picking chips off <laughs> Blackpool um a seagull's kind of a magical symbol it's like a focus it's a symbol that you make um to encapsulate a connection with a spirit or a certain aspect of self or a, or, or, or a kind of um, a desire or whatever it might be. You give it pictorial form, basically. So like, if I'm thinking about, oh, I want to do some magic and get some money, I might create an image that when I look at that, evokes the feeling of getting some money, if you know what I mean. And I'll use that as the focus form of magic and I'll empower that. And that will become like a, 
a kind of a, a living thing in itself that brings money to you. Not that I'm really that interested in getting money. That's just something that came into my head, probably because I had some bills this morning. Um, <laughs> so like a seagull is, is usually a symbol, a symbol that you, you create, a magical symbol that has an intent to it and a will to it, and that is connected beyond in the other world to something deeper, something else that's working that magic. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've covered magic, art, creativity. So the other area that I wanted to ask you about is music and sound healing. Um, I've known you for quite a while now. And just like me, I know that you're partial to a little bit of side trance. I um, love Psytrance. Psytrance <laughs> <laughs> <so>, Warriors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, mm. So can you just explain why your connection with music runs so deep? And how have you used like psychedelic music within your spiritual practices? Okay. Um, I love Psytrance because it's Psytrance. No. I love Psytrance because it is, to me, the most contemporary form of modern, um, like now, shamanic music. It's specifically yeah. created to alter consciousness. It's specifically created to put us in states of otherworldliness, to enter the other worlds when we're dancing. Um, I mean, dance and, dance and sound is something that go back forever, aren't they? Let's face it. I mean, it, it just is. It, it's always been part of magic. I mean, the runes are to do with sound. The runes... Rune magic, Galder, it's to do with um, with sound, with singing. You can sing runes, you can sing rune songs, you can do, I mean, you could dance runes if you want to as well. You can do loads yeah. of things. And I have danced runes at um, Psytrance parties, what can I say? Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think also with Psytrance, it's like the tribe that, that make up Psytrance, beyond the music, that are, the music and the tribe are one. And they have a, we, we have a very specific kind of mindset and the people are very open and it's a very kind of encouraging, magical space to enter into. I mean, I call it not a dance floor, it's a trance floor, isn't it? You go on there, yeah. you go into trance together and you share like a spiritual experiences, um, even just enjoying yourself, dancing, you know, stomping away <laughs> like mad, having a proper good time. It doesn't have to be all deep and, deep and meaningful because actually everything is deep and meaningful. In the most undeep and meaningful, we can often find the most deep and meaningful, which is kind of an old strange thing you find in the world. Yeah. But inside, yeah, yeah. And inside trance, when we gather, it's like, it feels like everyone's connected. We're all dancing together. It's, oh, I, I do loads of magic um, on the dance floor. I mean, when I was a lot younger, I was into punk and things like that. And I used to like, when I was dancing, I would be like uh, envisioning they were turning to Thor. Had all this power, I was massive. Then, and, and many other different things. Then later in life, I realised I was kind of like shape shifting for or taking on uh, kind of what they might call god forms and things like that in ritual magic. And I was actually like doing magic without knowing I'm doing. I spent most of my life doing a lot of magic without even knowing it was magic. Then finding yeah. out later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really interesting because I feel psytrance for me is yeah the same as you. It can can be a very ritualistic practice on the trans floor and just like you I used to practice magic and energy work without realizing what I was doing I used to make like ener energetic spheres with my hands and like cleanse my aura and all this mad stuff and I didn't 
fully understand what I was doing. It just was like flowing through me and the music was opening me up to all these like new dimensions and yeah, it's really powerful. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I love it so, so much as well. I mean, the thing is, the thing about magic is this, um, it's only in recent times or say recent times to me being a heathen, the last 2000 years is too recent. Um, it's like <laughs> only it's only like in a certain area of time that we've started to see magic as being something outside of ourselves and something not normal and something not 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 natural. I mean, in days before before we had like before um, certain things happened in the world and we were like we kind of got more configured on to to take our lives on the outside on the physical than the inner. All these things like magic magic. We're not, they're natural things. They were never weird or different. They were natural things. It might have been weird in sometimes. I mean, in my world, it's a bit weird with the big why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but kind of like when you're dancing and doing stuff, you're doing these natural things and actually you're doing magic and you don't know it. And a lot of the best magic comes to you. Um, you'll be doing something for a long time. Now, I speak to people at the side of the road when I was a kid, on, when we were in a car and things on motorways. And I just thought they were like I don't even know. I didn't even think what they were. There were just people that side of the road. And later on in life, I still see them now, but I can turn it off, um, which is kind of useful. I'd be like <laughs> dead people who died on the motorway were stood there. It's like they've been kind of freeze framed in time or something, and they had no name for that, and they had no idea that was magic or or was doing anything special. But later on, you find, oh yeah, I was doing that then. So it's the same, and especially when you go. To a Psytrance party or a Psytrance, a specific Psytrance festival has a specific feel. You are like one tribe, brothers and sisters. There is a magical undertone, the spiritual, not even under overtone, and there's a spiritual overtone with everyone. Everyone is open, seeking, and uh, connected to each other. And it's the perfect environment for you to express your own magic and your own intuitive magic in a natural way. Do you know what I mean? Um, I kind of like when I'm dancing on the dance floor, I mean, I like to go for it most of the time. I proper love it, and I, and I owe nothing back. And I'll be uh, I'll be journeying through. Sometimes I'll just like I said earlier. Sometimes I'll just be having fun, stomping away with my mates, having a load of beer, that disco dancing, chatting away, and whatever. Other times I'll be off in the other world, doing things that you see on the outside and not necessarily what's going on the inside. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of the time I'll shape shift. I might be shape shifting. I might actually, to me. I am a bear or a wild boar. To somebody else, it's ruining John going for it down the front, left hand yeah. speaker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I'll also be traveling between the worlds, like um, journeying between. I literally will do journeys and, and traverse the worlds while I'm on the dance floor. And that's because the music not only encourages it, but pushes you along. It is like the drum, it's like the shaman's yeah. song, it's like the Seder song. It's like, it's like the song, the drum, it's pushing you to travel into another dimension. It's encouraging you. It's grabbing you by the hand and pulling you through the vortex. You know what I mean? It's, I love it. Psytrance. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, so if someone listening to this has never heard of Psytrance before, can you recommend a few artists that they may enjoy listening to? Because <laughs> I know I? you really like Fungus Funk, don't you? I like Fungus Funk. I like Aja. I like... Uh... Jump Street. Um, oh my god, I'm absolutely rubbish at remembering things like this. I know what yeah. I like as soon as I see it. I go, oh my god, every I like um, Bomb Shanker. Um, yeah. Um, Shim. Oh, what's it called? I'm really rubbish at doing this now. 
Um, I like uh, Looney Moon, Looney Tune, Looney Moon records. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. <laughs> no, I get mixed up because they do sound cartoon their music. They really sound yeah. cartoon it. <laughs> um, Looney Moon records. They're they're just really cool. Like Forest. I like Forest. Yeah. I like really. I like mushroomy, magical, like really like come into the forest kind of magic forest. If you know what I mean. Yeah, because there's loads of different genres of Psytrance, isn't there? And some people say they don't like Psytrance, but I just feel like that's because they've not experienced the right kind of Psytrance that resonates with them. Absolutely. Um, if you listen to shit Psytrance, it's shit like anything crap yeah, is going to put definitely. you off. Definitely. You know. But yeah, good Psytrance is just like blows your mind. It's so incredible. And yeah, it does remind you of like, little being in a forest with all like little goblins and fairies around you and it's just so magical like i can't explain it <laughs> and it just and i mean a lot let's face it a lot of the time we are in the forest it is magical and we are we are surrounded by fairies aren't we so yeah <laughs> this is reality for us. yeah yeah this like, is life it's not just make-believe this is life it's actually real like my best friend's an elf <laughs> oh my <laughs> best friend's a shaman Oh, my best friend's a mermaid. It's like the world's full of them, I tell you. Oh, welcome, to, welcome to the Psy Trans Tribe. But it's I true. Know. I mean, I've had people in the past play with some, some music and go, oh, this is Psy Trans. It's crap. This is, I don't like it. And go, because that's not that's because it's not good Psy Trans. It's like anything. Good. Whatever genre you were listening to, if you listen to music by a really competent um, artist, uh, producer, or, or a DJ who's mixed it all up, Someone who's put the heart into it and loves that genre, even genres that you might not necessarily normally like, you can appreciate the quality of what's coming through. And when it comes to Psytrance, I mean, like, if there's a pyramid, Psytrance is on the top, just shining bright. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good Psytrance. Good Psytrance. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd recommend getting cool. to somewhere like um, Triplicity or some festival like that if you really want to feel some Psytrance uh, banging in really connect with the tribe that's a full-on experience i love it i love it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i miss festivals right now um because it feels like i don't know it, it's it's like going on a healing retreat almost for the weekend it's not like a normal everyday festival the like psychedelic festivals are something else it's like a a different world and i always come home feeling so like cleansed and reconnected with my like true self I yeah. feel like when I've been dancing really hard it's like I'm releasing all this shit energy that I don't want to carry anymore and I'm filling myself with all these high vibrations and I'm like yeah. charging myself it's Ab yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely I mean I see it like as going to vikinger like in the past, people get on boats and go on, in, like our ancestors would go on boats and they'd invade places or they trade with them or do whatever. And now we get on in our, in our vehicles or our horse-drawn carriage, we look at to get really like, <laughs> to, to get really kind of an authentic feel to it. And uh, we go off a Vikinger to a festival, but instead of kind of like robbing and, uh, <laughs> or trading, what we do is we go for a deep experience. We go for an adventure because sometimes Vikinger, was just going for an adventure. You could. It's not always like everyone talks about the kind of sides of Vikings, which is like uh, the kind of um, invading and taking side. But actually, 
Um, there's a massive adventure side. There were some of the people, who, some of the first people, in fact, one of the only people in history who went out on adventures just to explore and discover far before anyone else did. And I see going to Cytrans parties are kind of like a Vikinger trip. Uh, the summer, I'm off. And you go in one end, you go in one day, and you never know what you're going to come out like in three or four days because you've had so many experiences, so many rituals, so many dances, so many good times and laughs and funny moments and uplifting spiritual moments that you come out a different person every time, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, You need to experience it, really, because I don't really think there's many words to describe how beautiful it is. <laughs> no, no, and I think, like, if you go, and you absolutely... And if you go and it clicks with you, um, if it's your kind of thing, it's a bit like what they say, like they say when you go into the fairy world. Um, once you experience it, you'll even if you can't find your way back to it, you'll always want to return. But with side mm-hmm. trans festivals, it's like it's like going into the fairy world. Once you've left, you can't wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might take it's a few true. days to recover, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Brilliant. Um, yeah well thank you so much for chatting it's been really nice to get an insight into your little magical world um and just to let everyone know you've actually got a new book out right now haven't you i have indeed yes Um, yeah do you want to tell everyone a little bit about it and where they can purchase it of course thank you um my uh book is called up and down the tree exploring the nine worlds of yggdrasil um, at the moment, you can get it on 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 many of the Amazons. Um, it's kind of an adventure through the world tree, which is how we conceptualize the entirety of reality in my tradition and in my world, in my world anyway. And uh, it kind of goes into all the myths, the magic, and it's it's like an experiential journey through this tree. And as you go through, you get to know all the gods and practice magic as well. It's kind of a it's yeah. I like it. It's a book. I wrote it. It's well good. <laughs> I highly recommend it anyway to anybody who's who, who's either, well, anyone who's interested in this, getting to know this tradition or anyone who's already into the tradition and wants to get deeper. This offers you, I've got, there's so many exercises, journeys and experiences to be had in there. Just like a Cytrans festival, really. <laughs> and you can listen to <laughs> it. You can read it while you're listening to Cytrans as well. <laughs> nice yeah i might do that actually i've started mine um so that's a really good idea (laughs) brilliant get it done i told (laughs) you excellent amazing well thank you so much and yeah i hope everyone's enjoyed listening to runic john's magical world and hopefully we'll see you again soon it's been lovely to chat with you (laughs) thanks so much for having me on and uh always lovely to chat with you Thanks very much. Yeah. I'll catch you soon. Hey, Odin. So there we have it. <laughs> A little insight into the weird and wonderful world of Runic John. If you'd like to find out more about the work that he's doing or take a look at his artwork, then give him a follow on Instagram at runic underscore John. So yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm sending you all so much love, light and healing magic and I will catch you again real soon. Brightest blessings.